Today, the global collection of women's experiences can no longer be ignored. More women have the opportunity to drive change, to be a decision maker, to be a leader. You will want to have women like me sitting in seats of authority and power. If someone says, I'm not a feminist, I ask, what is your problem? We must do better. So I want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon. Hi, I'm Jamila Risby from Future Women. For almost a year, we've been working around the clock on this new venture, and now it's finally here. It's launch week. Our mission at Future Women is to build a movement, a movement of women committed to the personal and the professional success of one another. We're a subscription club that you'll actually want to be a part of. I don't want to belong to any club that will accept me as a member. (laughs) A club made for smart, ambitious women who aren't scared to call themselves exactly that. The success of Future Women is going to come down to a partnership. This isn't about us talking at you. We want to have a two-way conversation. This is a call to arms, to spread the word amongst your girl gangs, your desk buddies at work, your mother's group, your boardroom table. We all know that the future is female, but we'd also like to speed things up a little. Future Women started as just a hunch of former Australian Women's Weekly and media veteran editor Helen McCabe. One of the things I thought a lot about was if you were designing a brand or a a product for women in 2015 when I first started thinking about it, what would it look like now? It came to a head in an event that Peter Credlin and Jacinta Campbell and Annabelle Crabb were involved in, and the room was just buzzing from the moment I arrived. Oh, my God, that night. Seriously, one day I will write a screenplay that just reproduces that night. So there were a few um, a few things happening. First of all, the Abbott government had just been gutted in the sense that Tony Abbott had been removed as Prime Minister, and that was about maybe a week, maybe two weeks beforehand. And people had been, I mean, cameras had been out on the hunt for Peter Credlin, his chief of staff, to photograph her and, you know, what's what's her response and so on. And she'd sort of gone to earth. But of course, quite a, a way beforehand, she'd already agreed to be on a panel at this dinner. And she, being an honourable person, honoured that undertaking to Helen. Uh, I was on the panel too, and the third panellist, oh my gosh, was Jacinta, whose fiancé, Buddy Franklin, had also been through this crisis. And so she was sort of in the news as well, dealing with her fiancé's crisis. I mean, I was the only person on the panel that wasn't of interest to the newspapers at that exact moment. So I felt, you know, I kept looking skyward for anvils to drop on my head or something. I thought, this is a very high-risk panel to be on, ladies. And of course, McCabe's just like, oh, well. I'm sure it'll be fine, you know, didn't even break a sweat. And that was the night where Peter just dropped all these incredible news one-liners that, I mean, are still repeated to this day, you know, you're going to want women like me in politics, you know. And she made the point that, you know, if I'm an authoritative figure in the office, then I'm a, you know, then I'm a controlling bitch and so on, you know, just looking at the different behavioural standards applied to men and women in politics. So, it was just almost like a crackle in the air. You know, you could feel the room just sort of craning forward um, to listen to this panel. And it was just like, ladies, nothing to do with anything I was saying. <laughs> Let me say. <laughs> it's 
hard work coming up with a new brand and it, it, it goes through lots of iterations and discussions and I got knocked off kilter quite a number of times. But in the end, we settled on that kind of 360 degree tangible experience where there's video and written content and uh, events and more importantly, a community where you can continue the conversation, whether it be at an event or online. And so Future Women was born, a community for women that is unashamedly focused on gender equality first, a platform that recognises how far we've come, but also how far we still have to go. Helen's next challenge came in convincing a whole room of men that they should get behind the idea. Amongst others, she spoke to her friend Marina Go about how to get her new venture over the line. And Marina didn't hold back. Marina told Helen exactly how hard it can be to convince blokes of the benefits of women-focused content. When I was an editor, I certainly uh, didn't appreciate uh, a man telling me what women were interested in. Um, and I had that a little bit early in my career when I was editing Dolly. And I had a male publisher um, and he would often challenge some of my cover lines and uh, and I you know but I would stand up for myself and just say no you know you're wrong actually this is this is what young women want um, and sometimes he would let me go with it and sometimes not women uh, you know speaking and communicating to women are what what I did for a living for a very long time um, it's extremely frustrating Helen knew what she might be up against when she walked into that boardroom at nine but what actually went down gave her faith that things are really changing for women. Convincing the executive team to take women's leadership seriously was easier than she expected. You can imagine the number of people at Channel 9 that had to get over the line. And I remember presenting it to the executive team in Queenstown last year. And I'm like, how do I sell this into the network? And the thing I told them was that I think that I wanted that I wanted their daughters to want to be a member of this and, and their wives. And the reaction was pretty awesome. A number of them came up afterwards and said, I'm sending my daughter to you to be a, to do her internship or to have, you know, a, a day of week of work experience. So, you know, it was um, an overwhelmingly positive experience ultimately. There's no doubt that feminism is having its moment. And the blokes are getting on board too. Helen was onto something. And so were women all over the world. And then this happened. Actress Rose McGowan, who reportedly received a settlement, posted overnight saying men in Hollywood need to change. He is a sociopathic predator. He thinks he's done nothing wrong. I don't think you can describe him as a sex addict. He's a predator. I wish just one person would have stood up and said no more because so many people had so many chances to put a stop to this. This goes on all the time in Hollywood and everywhere. If there is one thing I know for certain... It is that this has to stop. As we saw from Hollywood with the Harvey Weinstein scandal, but more importantly, the fallout from that and the follow-up from Me Too and Time's Up, the shake-up that's happened in Hollywood, in the tech industries, in our media industry at home, and hopefully in industries and offices all over Australia, women banding together and working together is more relevant than it's ever been. The time for future women is now. Here in Australia, superstar journalist Tracy Spicer has been the front woman for our Me Too campaign. She sent out a tweet last year calling on Australians in the media industry to come forward with their stories of sexual abuse and sexual harassment. I 
absolutely did not expect that it would be the tsunami that it was. And that made me realise that there's a lot of blokes who either don't realise what they're doing is unacceptable and in fact illegal or do realise and are trying to cover up and pretend that they're on board with the movement as some kind of allies. They're trying to pinkwash their history. Tracy also thinks that we as women have internalised these generations of misogyny, this ongoing messaging that tells us we're not good enough and that that also has ramifications. I've had women say to me, oh, look, he's got a problem with alcohol or his wife's just left him, you know, don't give him a hard time. And in the feminist movement, we call that uh, being an ally of the patriarchy because unless you speak out about those things, those structures will never change. When that executive grabbed me on the arse at the Channel 10 Christmas party in Sydney, I turned around with my hand raised to slap him across the face. Then when I realised who it was and the power that he held – I dropped my arm. I'm ashamed that I didn't go up and complain about that, but I knew if I had of, that would have been the end of my job. So I understand why women don't complain until there is a critical mass. And that's where Me Too is so exciting because you know that you're not alone. We're now several decades into a revolution that has brought hundreds of millions of women into the global workforce. And now a new wave, a wave of change, is being brought about by voices like Tracy Spicer and others who are once again pushing gender equality to the forefront of the conversation. While these movements have been beneficial for shining a light on prevailing gender imbalances, our next step is to fix them. Women have never been more educated than they are today. 39.9% of Australian women have a bachelor's degree or higher. We are multifaceted, we do not apologise for that, and we are hungry. We're looking to make meaningful connections with one another at networking events, in co-working spaces, on chat groups online, at coffee shops. We are no longer satisfied with representation of our interests being reduced to handbags and heels. And I really like handbags and heels, but I like the other stuff too. That's why we've ended up here. Future Women has the luxury to invest in quality, long-form journalism at a time where most media companies don't. We are not about increasing page views, but changing mind views. That's why we've created this single destination to help women advance, both personally and professionally. We're going to do that through studio sessions, our upcoming series of talks, the long-form journalism I've already talked about, and also through conversation between our important community. The woman sitting beside you virtually at Future Women is awesome. And men... We're talking to you too. It's critical that you are part of the conversations our country is having about gender. Why? Because ultimately, questions of gender are questions of diversity and equality. And that should be everyone's business. It's also good for business. According to McKinsey, advancing women's equality in the Asia-Pacific could add up to $44.5 trillion to collective annual GDP by 2025. We hope you'll join us soon for our very first episode of Future Women with Jamila Rizvi. In each episode, we're going to help keep you up to date with the latest around the world in gender equity issues. We'll be telling stories of incredible individuals who are pushing gender equity forward in sometimes unexpected ways. We'll also be calling in the experts to answer your questions on everything from how to ask for a pay rise, to dealing with workplace conflicts, to managing stress. 
We're also going to bring you the stories of some amazing, inspirational, kick-ass women. You can head to futurewomen.com to sign up to our newsletter and join the movement. I can't wait to meet you.